Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Minute 30, which begins with Johnny the Boy waking up from his stupor, and it ends with Max dragging Johnny over to his interceptor. Happy Friday, Julia. Thank goodness. (laughs) So, the first thing we see this minute is... Max and Goose walking up to Johnny, continuing what they were doing yesterday. And the first thing Goose does, as you noticed, is he unties that leash from Johnny's foot. Um, One thing I couldn't help but notice as we were watching the minute is the soundtrack that's playing underneath this action here. Mm -hmm. I describe it in my note as kind of a jangling, almost like they've got some sort of bell. Not not exactly. It didn't sound like a bell, necessarily. But it just... uh, It sounded odd, like off to me in some way. And I don't understand what they were necessarily trying to do. Well, I didn't catch it. But my guess is don't read too much into it. (laughs) Because this isn't the first time that we've had noises. And we're like, where did that come from? What does that mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) If if, If you don't draw meaning from it, then then let it go. That's the safe course of action. Yeah. Um, I appreciate, I like the teamwork aspect. Now, they may have discussed it amongst, between themselves, Max and Goose, where we didn't hear them, but Max takes care of Johnny and Goose goes for the girl. And they don't show us any discussion that Max, he he checks Johnny's eyes. He does, it's kind of like he's doing some basic first aid checking. Mm -hmm. And then he, and then later on, like a few cuts down the road a little bit. We see him, like, checking Johnny for weapons. Yeah. So he's doing, like, his cop routine thing that he does. And Goose grabs the grabs the rope and starts walking over to the girl. The girl is very interesting to watch. Mm. I've spent a lot of time looking for her in the background of shots and seeing her behavior. And the way, the way that the actress performs, I think, is really great. The way that she starts out on the ground sometime in the previous minute. She starts out on the ground on one side of the car. And then she's slowly crawling up into the car, across the back seat, and eventually out the other door and hiding behind the car. Mm-hmm. And the acting and the way that she crawls, I think is really, it's beautiful. It's just, it's really well done. It's also packed with subtext. Absolutely. Because you have to remember, Johnny was the one that pulled her from the car. And Johnny is the one that's left behind with yes. her. Yes. So our our hypothesis is that he was her main assailant. Yeah. The main abuser. And the fact that he not only did all of those terrible things to her, assumedly. We're, we're, we're drawing a lot of conclusions here. But it's basically implied. But he did all these awful things to her. And then as the final insult... He chained her up. And I think he actually put a collar around her neck. Is it around her neck? I never got a really good look at where the other end of the chain was. It was around her neck. I was... That would... Yeah, I was... You know, the way that they treat both 
Lair and the girl, very, they are demeaned very much. That would make sense. Yeah, I was trying to see as she was in the shot, the different angles that we get to see where it's attached. And I think there's one shot where she's brushing her hair out of her face and you can actually kind of like see a little bit of like brown leather. Oh, okay. And I think, I think that's a collar. A collar. Because in the state that she's in, like they didn't leave her any clothes. Like, no. Her her she's, shorts are gone. Yeah. Her, her top is gone. and She's covering herself with pieces of upholstery from the car. Yeah. And she, it, I'm not sure if she's gathering pieces as she's crawling or if she was always, because the, the upholstery of the car is very pale, so it's kind of hard to differentiate between her skin and the upholstery. Yeah. And also, there are a couple of shots where you can see that she's wearing underwear, but it's also very pale like her skin. Yeah. So it's hard, kind of hard to tell how much clothes she's wearing when. Mm-hmm. But by the end of this minute, she is reasonably covered. Yeah. I thought in minutes, or, well, well, let me let me rephrase that. I thought in previous viewings that she had like a fur vest or something like that. Yeah. And it took repeated viewings to realize that it was it, just torn up upholstery. Right. And it, I always thought that it was torn up upholstery, but it was confirmed when you look at the seat, like the bench... The front seat bench that Johnny is sitting on, the upholstery is quite torn up and it's the same upholstery, like like shaggy, pale tan. Yeah. Yeah. It's So it's definitely, that That was my confirmation that it was the upholstery from the car. The upholstery in that car is definitely an aesthetic choice. Yes, um, like many of the choices in that car. Yeah. There's a lot about that Chevy where... And this is going on a side tangent talking about the car where we were talking about the young woman. But yeah, there are there are aspects aesthetically to that car where maybe maybe destroying it was a mercy killing because that thing was just... Because it was so bad. Like the pipe sticking up out of the hood and the... We don't even get a clear shot of the hood ornament, but that thing, I don't even know what it is. It looks like a blob. It occurred to me in the minute a few minutes ago where we were watching them destroy the car that I wonder if, you know, behind the scenes production wise, if they, one of the motivations of putting those pipes on the hood was so that the gang could have something to rip off. Yeah. Just an, another something for them to destroy. So let's throw it on there. Mm-hmm. Plus, but I don't, I don't think anybody is sorry to see the car go. Right. Plus if you're going to destroy something, you might make it as, flamboyant as possible just to make it worth it right we're not meant to be sympathetic with the car we're meant to be sympathetic with the people (laughs) yeah and going back to the young woman Mm -hmm. you mentioned how she's continuously trying to move further and further away away. yes and i think that's kind of the reason that instead of just unloosening the rope from johnny's foot and tossing it aside completely that goose actually held on to it right he didn't want her to run away it's (sighs) I'm trying to think from her perspective, which I have absolutely no experience with her perspective. So this is completely just me guessing. So she's on a leash and she's been assaulted in whatever way you want to think that she was assaulted. And another man now has the end of your rope. Just no comfort there. Yeah. One thing I just realized, a lot of those gang members wear dark leather. Right, so why is this guy in leather any different than the last group of guys in leather that she encountered? Exactly. And she's probably in no shock. Different. And yeah, she's in shock. She needs medical care. Mm-hmm. 
so I I really like the interaction between Goose and her. I like her performance, her entire performance in the scene. But the interactions between her and Goose, I think, are very telling and can be very meaningful. Mm-hmm. So he he's he's gathered up the rope and he's walking towards her, and you can hear like scuffling and and Johnny muttering and screaming, you know, randomly. Like, a lot of drug hazes are portrayed on screen. His yeah. is very typical. So, we get a quick shot where we go, we jump back to Max and Johnny. It's the shot where Max is checking Johnny for weapons. And he treats him like a bag of potatoes. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Then we cut back to Goose. Goose took his eyes off of the girl for two seconds. Yeah. To look back at Max. When, at the same time, we looked back at Max. She's gone. Mm-hmm. She had been on the seat, and now she's gone. And we see her slip away, but Goose doesn't. So I, I thought that was really, the the timing of that was really lovely, where we saw what happened, but Goose turns back and she's just gone. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I mean, it's not like she went far. He knows exactly where she is. Not, you know, she didn't escape or anything. So he walks around the other side of the car, and I think the first thing he says is, I'm going to... I'm going to drop this now, talking about the rope. Yeah, he's very reassuring. He says, it's all right, it's all right. And then he holds up the rope and he says, I'm going to let this go I'm going to let this go. And she, she's, we're zoomed pretty close in on her face and she's like hugging some rocks. Like Mm. she has gotten as far away as she can. She's sticking to it. She does not respond to his kindness or his gentle words until he drops that rope. Right. And then she slowly starts to turn around to look at him. Uh, I thought that, I thought that was very telling that he made he made a gesture of I am not like those other people. I'm going to show you how I'm different. It's like a gesture of trust. Yes. Like I yeah, I know you're not going to run away and I'm going to I'm going to free you. Um and the tone of his voice is really nice too. He's he's working very hard to be gentle and easy and take his time, let her take her time. Yeah, he's being very even-toned, yes. very reassuring. He's not making any sudden movements or moving too quickly. He's trying to make sure that she understands where he is at all times yep. and that he doesn't startle her. And I think it's nice to see this side of Goose, considering that yesterday he was calling someone a turkey over a loudspeaker. Right. And it's interesting you bring that up because that turkey that he treated in that way arguably went through the exact same things or similar things that she went through. Mm -hmm. He wasn't chained up and put on a leash like the girl was. Um, But I think it says something about... Okay, I guess you could read into it if you wanted to. What it says about how we treat men who've been sexually assaulted versus how we treat women who've been sexually assaulted. Mm. Um, I think her case was a little bit more obvious than his. But what do you think happened if you see a man running through a field with no pants or underwear on? What do you think happened? Yeah. So I don't think that's, I don't think that reflects well on the culture. Mm. Um, there was something that I wanted to bring up from the scene. Oh, right. I wanted to reference talking about Goose and how he was speaking to the girl in the Chevy versus how he was speaking to the girl in the trike from a couple of minutes ago. Right. I think it was like two days ago. Yes. And the way he was hitting on her and he was, he was introducing himself. He said, hi, my name is Jim Goose. And it was very like slimy. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And very much, it was very clear that he was hitting on her in front of her boyfriend. 
And yeah, slimy. He says the same line here. He says, my name is Jim Goose. Yep. And could not be more different in his presentation and attitude. Um, I thought that was a, a really nice, I guess, mini character arc for Goose. Yeah. Giving him the opportunity to interact with one, one woman. And then in the next scene, presenting himself with another woman in a vastly different situation. Yes. And I like that that he did introduce himself to her. Another extension of trust. Because if you give someone your name, you're sharing a bit of yourself. Yes. You know, you're taking away a veil of anonymity so that they can identify you. Uh, and of course, he leads up his introduction by saying everything's going to be all right. And before he even says that, he acknowledges that she is afraid. Yes. He says, I know you're frightened, but no one's going to hurt you anymore. And wouldn't you know, as soon as he uses that phrase, no one's going to hurt you anymore. That's when Johnny does another like yelling yeah. wail type thing. Yes. And, and she like cringes. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a primal reaction mm-hmm. of trying to distance herself even more than she's already distanced herself. And yeah, I, I think the young woman who played this part did it very well, given the, the circumstance that was written for her. Yes. So the whole time that, that we're across the... So the whole time we're over on the other side of the Chevy with Goose and the young woman, Max and Johnny, as we mentioned before, are back over by Johnny's motorcycle and he's just... How does Max put it? He uh, uh, He's whacked out of his skull. And then Johnny, in his drug-addled state, repeats that and says, whacked right out of his skull. And he's never coming and back? he ain't that- never coming back. <laughs> he is so back. far gone. Yes. That he's just... He's just saying words. Three sheets to the wind. Yes. And I'm sure... I'm sure that Max, his first choice wouldn't have been to deal directly with Johnny just because he is being so... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, he's just being a, not a, not a violent customer just or necessarily un- difficult. Just, just, you know. uncooperative. Yeah, just. Just nothing. He's not doing anything. He doesn't. Except for the quick little bit in the beginning of the minute when Johnny calls him a bronze, like snaps his teeth at him a little. Yeah. He like hasn't even cared that Max is there. Yeah, he's just... He's just sitting there doing his own thing, saying whatever he feels like saying. And lost happens, in the fog. Yeah, happens to be what Max just said. So he's he's nothing. One thing I found interesting, despite the fact that he is so lost in that drug fog, he was still able to recognize that Max and Goose were cops. Because when yeah. Goose pries his eyes open, where his head is positioned in relation to his, Max's jacket, like that badge is like, like right, right in, in front face. of his face. Now, he says bronze. He says something after that. Yeah. What was it? He says, gonna get you. Oh, okay. So he okay, recognizes, gotcha. okay, these are cops. And then he, in his foggy state, he recognizes, oh yeah, we don't like cops. We're going after cops. And so he just openly benignly threatens yeah. Max. And uh it kind of goes back to the whole Fifi telling Max that the bikers are after him and it kind of makes me wonder once again if it's really them going after Max specifically or if it's just that they are going after cops in general. Because I feel like it's them going after cops in general because and I think I might have mentioned this before. I mean, I know that the whole thing was on the news, but how do they know it was specifically Max? Yeah. That caught Knight Rider. And he didn't, I mean, Max didn't really do much. No. I mean, Knight Rider, <laughs> he brought this all upon himself. 
So yeah, and I I I think the vendetta is against cops in general. Yeah, and in the coming minutes, Goose is going to to call out and basically openly challenge the bikers, and so they end up going after him very specifically, and they don't do that at all with Max. So it's like Fifi's warning just seemed you know misplaced to me. You know. Yeah, I think maybe they were trying to set up the storyline that everybody, well, the gang, the gang's out to get Max, and the results, the resulting death of his friend and his wife and his child is what drives him mad. But, I mean, the death of his wife and child have nothing to do with Knight Rider at all. Right. It's like two completely different storylines. I don't know. Back to the minute. Yeah. Like we've got a little astray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, talk, we talked a lot about the girl and Goose um, and Max and Johnny. I say Max is not, like we've already mentioned specifically that he treats him like a sack of potatoes, but he's just not gentle. And it's like, no, he's not in a situation where he really can. No, and something that we will learn, I think, in the next minute at this moment Max doesn't know who Johnny is. Right. He doesn't know, he hasn't put two and two together yet, who he is associated with. Mm -hmm. So he has no particular uh, bias against him other than what he sees in front of him. Right. So he's treating Johnny that way, like a sack of potatoes, just based on what he sees in front of him. Yeah, because Johnny is acting like a sack of potatoes. He can't walk on his own. Right. He can't really move very well. He's just kind of flailing around in a half-paralyzed state. <laughs> yep. I do appreciate that at the very end, the very last thing we see at the end of this minute, Max has grabbed Johnny by the back of his jacket and dragging him. He makes it look so easy. Oh, yeah. He's like doing it with one hand. Doesn't really look like the actor of Johnny is really like helping him at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, he makes it look really easy. And then he just dumps him on the side of the car. Yeah. <laughs> just rather unceremoniously just drops him. Yes. I think it's a it's a nice contrast between the interactions with Max and Johnny and how rough they are as opposed to the interactions between Goose and the girl with how purposeful and gentle they are. Mm-hmm. I really like that we get to see that in this minute. Yep. And we get to see a little bit of of it tomorrow. Yes. No, 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 let me go back and say that. And we get to see a little bit of that on Monday. Yes. Just the contrast of how Max is treating Johnny versus how Goose is treating the young woman from the car. The the two ends of the spectrum. Yes. So to speak. The calm and reassuring, the wanting to protect versus responding to, you know, someone who's just obstinate and not cooperative. Right. And who also, you have every reason to believe, has just committed these horrendous crimes in front of you. Exactly. That you see laid out in front of you. The treatment of someone who is innocent versus someone who is clearly guilty. Yes. Like, you can say innocent until proven guilty all you want, but when you have have that much evidence, even if it were in today's world, like, come on. It's literally... Oh, you are getting into dangerous territory there. It's literally written on the road. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's sitting there holding a woman on a leash, like this guy... And it and it makes sense why Goose gets so upset about the situation in minutes down the road. It's so cut and dry. Yes. And interesting that you bring up like the aspect of how police treat suspects in custody. In our world where that is a large issue. Yeah. 
Max does a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. He never, he never, like, purposefully hurts Johnny. He never hits him. Yes, he treats him rough, but not for the sake of roughing him up. Exactly. He, he checks his eyes to see what condition he's in. He checks his body for weapons, and then he drags him to the car. Mm -hmm. He never purposely hurts him. He just does what he needs to do, and if that's a little rough, then okay. So, yeah, even even in a world where the law, the, the power of the law is questionable, the world of Mad Max, and it's, you know, semi-apocalyptic. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble. Um, I, I guess it's nice to see. No, I, no, I can't. I can't finish that sentence. <laughs> I, I cannot finish that thought. It's yeah. too, it's too, uh, it's too much of a swamp attached to it. Yeah. There's there's definitely a big issue in this country right now about the way that police treat suspects yeah. and whatnot. Like, does the treatment fit the offense and whatnot? And looking at this scene from a modern perspective, given the destruction of personal property and the violation of a young man and a young woman physically and sexually, it's like all of these things, no jury would acquit. They would convict on the spot. But at the same time, Max is... Just one of those guys where he doesn't need to exercise that authority in a physical way. He doesn't come across as the kind of guy who would, for instance, you know, handcuff someone's foot to a burning truck and then tell them to cut their foot off before it explodes. Like, that's not the kind of person that Max is at this point. Yeah. And it's... He's one of the good guys. I mean, we've already seen him cool under pressure. We know that his boss sees him as a hero that the people can look up to. And this is another example that, yeah, he's a little rough with Johnny, but at the same time, he's even-tempered with him enough that he doesn't, you know, rough him up for the sake of roughing him up. Right. He doesn't do anything rash. He has... I would assume that he has faith in the justice system mm -hmm. that Johnny is going to face the proper consequences. Therefore, he does not need to give Johnny any consequences yeah. himself. Yeah, I think... Max and Goose definitely fit into that mold. Someone like Roop, obviously not. I, yeah, I don't think so. But I think, and that's what makes Goose and Max good cops. But unfortunately, that doesn't really pay off for them. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right, it doesn't. And yeah, in a very, in a, in a frustrating way. In, yeah. In a frustrating way that is just as frustrating today in our modern society with our modern law enforcement than in 1977-ish when they filmed this. Yeah. So it, it's interesting as we go forward and we deal with this, with the aftermath of this scene, it'll be very interesting to, to get to analyze how it is similar and how it is different than the society that we live in today. Yeah. And that pretty much brings us to the end of the minute. Uh, where it's Friday, I was thinking about our weekend recommendations, and I feel like we're giving a lot of free advertising to people. <laughs> um, so I don't necessarily have a website or a podcast or a show to track down. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day that it drops, March 10th, and you happen to be at PAX East in Boston... And you're walking around the convention center and you see a guy with a big yellow lemon mascot head thing. Probably going to be me. I'm going to be there handing out buttons for the show. So if you are listening to this and you see me, it's very slim chances because we don't have a gigantic listenership. And I don't know how many people are actually going to be there. It's an incredible long shot. But yeah, we have, we have pin buttons and they're awesome. And I'm going to be handing some out. So 
I might have, we might do something with the buttons sometime. I don't know. Yeah, we're kind but, of throwing around some ideas. Yeah, but that's what we I'm got these awesome with. buttons and we got to get rid of them. Yeah. So, okay, I do have a plug that is something free because this is amazing and I can't believe I haven't mentioned it before now considering that we are sitting in our spare bedroom and it is our nerd den. So it's appropriate that we record our nerdy podcast in here. And the walls are covered with all the different nerd-like things that we love and the bookcases are filled with nerdy books that we love And we have got these two fantastic posters that we got from NASA. And NASA has done and has grown this series hugely. That's poor wording, but you know. (laughs) It's it's Um, a huge series. It's a huge series. It's bigly important. NASA has published this series of posters. And they have a couple (laughs) different like genres. They are free. You can download them from NASA's website, nasa.gov, and they they have high-quality downloads for you so that you can print them out. And I have two of them that are printed like poster size. They're like, what, eight, uh, 24 by 36? That looks about right. Yeah, and they're just, oh, they're so beautiful. And I went and checked today to, like, find the exact website. All you have to do is go to nasa.gov in the search bar in the upper right-hand corner. Just type in posters and hit enter, and you'll get all these posters. Even since the last time I was there, they have a ton more. They have a Mars Explorers Wanted poster series, which is, like, um, recruitment posters. They're, They're so great. I hadn't seen them before today, and I was just tickled. And then um, two of the ones that I have are from the Futuristic Travel Poster Series. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have posters um, like, uh, you know, the old school, well, maybe they still do it, in like elementary school where you had your your school picture and it would have like all the students and they would have one picture where there were all the little pictures lined up. Yeah. They have those for astronauts. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, they're very cool. And then they also have, this is my favorite part, mission posters. All the missions, I didn't see if it was like comprehensive, it was like all the missions all the way back, but they made mission posters and those are also available. High quality downloads so you can get them printed and they're beautifully designed. You should definitely check them out if you love space and NASA and and all that kind of stuff. So that's my plug. Yeah, I I can say one thing just looking at uh, the Kepler 106B and what's the one behind me? Um, I don't know. I think it is the blue one. It's a HD 403 or something like that. Yeah, those are two planets that the, um, oh gosh, the Kepler, the Kepler Space Telescope that like searches way, 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 way far out. To looking for planets. Those are two planets that the Kepler telescope has found. Yeah, but I love the style of them. They kind of remind me of like the pop science posters. Yes. That you see in like the 1950s, 60s. Very clean lines, very awesome designs. Yes. Just so cool. Yes. So and they're all worth the, checking out. The, the styles vary widely. So, yeah, definitely check that out. And um, definitely check that out. And since you'll already be on the internet, you could come visit us at our website, which is madmaxminute.com. Or you could follow us on Twitter at madmaxminute and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash madmaxminute. Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 30. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Motorbikes and men. Take me to the moon.
to the end 